Hey, you! Listen to this podcast right now! Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Like movies, music, television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophy, hosted by me, Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your choice. Yeah. This is a podcastrophy. That sounds so awesome. The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Is butter a carb? We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. everyone, welcome to another episode of Foodies Watching Movies. I'm your host, Veronica, and join me as always is my co-host, Nate. How's it going, Nate? Hey, it's pretty good, V. How are you? I'm doing good. And uh, Lauren is here with us again tonight as our other co-host. How's it going, Lauren? It's going well, thank you. Good. I'm glad you're here. Yes, I wasn't, I wasn't, I did, wasn't able to make it was the last one, the, the one that you guys had in Lafayette. Lafayette. That was two ago. So the last one we did was fish tacos. You were here. We did that one, but the one before that was was In the Lafayette, Lafayette venture. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had one since. Okay. But it's great to be back today. We are joined with our friend and a fellow foodie, a first time podcaster, and first time podcaster Jesse. How's it going, Jesse? Most excellently. Great. Welcome to Foodies Watching Movies. Well, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We're glad you're here today. It's episode six of season two, by the way. I don't know what we're going to title. Oh, it's Friendsgiving. Friendsgiving. Duh. That's yeah. what we're doing today. We're having Friendsgiving. Today we had our, our very first uh, Foodies Watching Movies Friendsgiving with uh, Lauren and Jesse and Sarah. And what did we make tonight? Well, you had this really brilliant idea to make uh, Hawaiian roll sliders with turkey, brie, and uh, cranberry. Yeah, because I thought this would be like a good pregame to Thanksgiving since that's what's coming up this week. It was an incredible pregame to Thanksgiving. Just the sandwich alone was awesome. We also made some mashed potatoes, stuffing, and sweet potato fries, and I think that's it. Yeah, and I didn't eat any of the sweet potato fries. We left them in the oven because we forgot about them. (laughs) (laughs) We were too busy eating everything else, which was ready first. Everything was delicious. Oh, I'm glad you think so. (laughs) Jesse is a longtime chef. I want to talk about that for a second. So how many years were you a chef? Um, It depends on what you, you know, I was never like a head chef. Okay, well, okay, okay. I get that. I was a cook for a long time, and I definitely worked my way up, you know. You were in the culinary world heavily. Yeah. Well, Jesse is a fellow fast foodie. Didn't you work at McDonald's? Uh, that was one of my first jobs. I worked at Norm's Pumpkin Patch for my first job, but I worked at McDonald's. Uh, like when I was 16, I got a job at McDonald's, worked there until I was like 18. 
Okay. Went away to college. So let me ask the question. We always talk about it here. We've all had a fast food experience working a job. Do you have any tales from the fast foodie of like some crazy shit that you experienced or funny? Well, yeah, I definitely. know all of the people that he okay. worked with at McDonald's. So okay, yeah. There so are this some was crazy, stories. actually. So McDonald's is ridiculous. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way right here. It just, in the start. In yeah. our small little town. Yeah, it's a little town. What, like how many? 10,000 like 12, people? 12,000 people. 12,000 people. We're talking about Lowell? Yeah. Yes. Did you work at the Lowell McDonald's? Yeah. When? Uh, 2004 to like 2006, probably, or 2005 to 2000, or 2003 to 2006. I worked, I started working there in like May of 2006. Weird. Yeah, so like right after what is I small left. World? So May, May. May of 2016. No, wait, no, 2000, 2006. Did we work there together? No, 2006, yeah. I don't think so. I graduated in 2009. Okay. From Griffith. Okay. So I worked at the Lowell McDonald's from like this my sophomore year until this November of my senior year. That's hilarious. Weird. You guys completed like so a loop. So it must have been like right after I left or something. Cause I yeah, don't probably. You. Do I? No. Mm-mm. Not from there, anyways. Not from there. So back to it. W- give us some of the crazy oh shit okay. that went <laughs> up. Like I know, because I also did a term at McDonald. I did two terms of two years. We could piece. have a podcast just about all the shenanigans <laughs> in McDonald's that I, were done at McDonald's. Well, then let's get into that a little bit. Yeah, because didn't you work at McDonald's during that time when that movie Waiting was really popular? Oh my oh, god! Jesus. Yeah. Uh huh. Like there were okay. So just because of that, like the. Break room was in the basement, so like yeah. you'd like get off break and <laughs> be walking up the stairs, and there would be a fully stretched out ball sack <laughs> at the top of the stairs, and bat way. and then you like you lose like yeah bat you way. get the bat <laughs> way. If, if we're being on honest, a daily basis, I do love that movie. Okay, if we're being honest here, and I'm not like fronting just to be funny for the podcast, mm-hmm. I did get somebody with the goat at McDonald's. Nice. Uh, oh. We were doing buns because Hoopston McDonald's, similar to Lowell's, had a basement, right? Mm-hmm. So you would unload a truck right. directly like to a the basement. Fucking slide. Yeah. Correct. It makes everything yeah. easy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so my buddy was taking the cart around, and I prepared myself as the as the goat would have you do. And he came around the corner and he was like, oh, <laughs> he was so like, and then I was like, okay, we're done here. Okay. Back to, back to work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So wow. that's nothing. That Boys. is nothing. There's, uh, okay. It was like five in the morning. This could get bad. Like I can like, <laughs> I can't wait. Like, please do. I should, I should not say the thing. You might, you might, here's what I would suggest. If you're worried, you can tell the tales, but don't use their actual <laughs> names. Yeah. Like, well, they already know my advice. name. So the name has been. People can use deductive reasoning. But you don't, they did, we didn't give your last name and we don't have to do that. Okay, okay. So you're just, yeah. I'm you're just still. Like, you're, you're, you're Jesus. Good. You're, good, Anom- uh, you're anonymous. Jesus. Okay, so go on with these stories. Okay, um. One night we were like, we always like would smoke joints and shit, like whatever, you know. We're in high school, we're at McDonald's, okay, fucking, smoking joint <laughs> on your break, whatever. So we're high. Uh, the management at night were like really cool with us. So, and we're high, so we're in high school. Right you now, guys right? probably partied with these people, dude. We're partying. <laughs> so we were getting, we actually were getting drunk as fuck at McDonald's, like closing McDonald's down and shit. <laughs> 
And I was, <laughs> I was filling up the mop bucket. Or what's blaming on me? I was filling up the mop bucket, and I like I'm multitasker, so I like go and do some other shit. So I forgot about the mop bucket, and we the were water drinking. Going. It was probably because we were drinking. I like got sidetracked. I was drinking, and then fucking never got back to it. Yeah. So I flooded the whole <laughs> office. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, there's like. You know, there's like the the power strip for oh like the God. computer system of McDonald's. You know, um, just kind of submerged in water, no big deal. You know, I'm like, I'm not walking on that water. It's fucking electrified. Whoa. The computer's still on though, so I'm like, fuck, we gotta we gotta handle this. I run across with like a beer in my hand, <laughs> and I slip. And my <laughs> beer fucking like flies and hits the ceiling, and like gets all in the ice machine. Oh my god, dude! It was the hugest, ridiculous mess ever. That sounds like something you would see in a movie. It was bad. The, the ridiculous stoner movie, like the thing like that clerks. shouldn't happen to somebody and totally happens to somebody. Yeah, the worst. Uh, Whoa. But uh, so what happened? I would just, I cleaned it up. No one ever knew. We had this really uh, intense pesticide. So I just sprayed that all over. Oh, and it was just, it overtook it just all the overpowered beer. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's Did beer. you ever like uh, haze people that worked at McDonald's? Because the thing we did, this is a basic ass thing that we did. We would tell new recruits of McDonald's that, that our floors were so old that we, you couldn't use bubbles. So that we would tell them to get mop water with the bubbles and then they would have to take the bubbles out so they would sit there and scoop the <laughs> bubbles out for That's like hilarious. small town life oh, it no, was great it was great actually our McDonald's I tell the story about us getting and we're you know we're getting stoned and whatever yeah but our McDonald's like we were killing it like we would have corporate our store was like the most profitable I know you guys were so proud Indiana. everyone was having a Dude, good fucking time yeah we were ha- it was Morale like a huge team like we wouldn't like do that you know what I mean because like so the whole point of the movie waiting holds up yeah 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 and lifting morale. and I've never seen that movie <gasps> I can't believe you haven't seen I that I can't believe no. you haven't seen that movie. no that's your homework assignment for before next time that's a watch great movie with food dude we we went like two weeks uh doing hbo so it's like um the people would have their food at the window before they even paid so like you had a fast ticket time dude like the cars would roll up and then just roll away roll up roll away like we yeah, had it is the definitely food not like that at that mcdonald's no, anymore not at all I, no. I swear to god every Mm-mm. time that we go there i have to like go back and get something that they've fucked up or forgotten it's like sad to me that like I was overlooking the whole um like industrial side to McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like the industrial agriculture side to it. Okay. And as like in high school I worked there and I was just like, wow, this is cooking, you know, I like to cook and um it's like fast paced. It really like helped me learn like a lot about management and like working with other people. Yeah. And it was good, but like s- just slinging those that beef out like that and all those ter- that terrible food, mm-hmm. it's just insane. I worked on grill sometimes, but mostly I was on the I was in drive thru on headset. Yeah, yeah, headset life. I could do all that shit. Like I would be 
I know some. I know some of the guys that I worked. With, I know some of the guys that I worked with in the in the kitchen. Like they would be on headset like late at night. Uh, yeah, I would. I like, could run the. I could take money, be on the headset. I'd literally run the whole fucking thing, like from ten o'clock to midnight or something. Yeah. You know? I uh, one time I was in drive-through McDonald's, and I had the headset on, and I was like, "Fuck it, today I'm doing impressions." So I would be like. Thank you for choosing McDonald's. It's Ozzy Osbourne here. And like people were losing their <laughs> shit and laughing yeah. and stuff. It well, was a blast. You grew up in like the smallest of oh, small towns. No so shit, 6,000 people. You had people, to do yeah. something to entertain yourself. Incredibly there was nothing to fucking do in that town. Incredibly sad. We did boring. do we did do like Australian accents and uh, like British accents. We do like accents, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's hilarious. And if anyone said anything, we'd just be like, we just you got to like commit. Yep, you you're committing be, in that moment. You got to be from Britain. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden you're from you're a br- you're, you're from a fucking South Wales now. You so know? it's like method acting. Yeah, it kind of forces you into method acting because it's like, hey, the, the person called you out. Like you're not British, and you're like, uh, well, if I say no, then I'm gonna look like the fool. But if I can play this off, maybe they'll question it. You know, I'd be like, you're right, you wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> And then you I do this, like you do this, and Probably they think not. that you're just giving them the peace sign, and they're totally oblivious. I did the, you know, because that's not peace in Britain. That's like the middle finger. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I would only have really do like, like southern swan, accents. Yeah. Southern? Yeah. I do like a classy southern <laughs> accent. Like how? Like a, like a southern bell kind of accent. Okay. Like a southern gentleman kind of Can accent. Can we hear like with it? with a fan? Yeah. Like... Like gone with like the a wind style thing. accent. Yeah. I like that kind. Can we hear it? No. My oh. my natural southern accent when it comes out is like <laughs> central Indiana southern <laughs> accent. So it, it's not like I don't sound like a lady. I loved that meme earlier. We're not in the south, so why are we like this? Oh, yeah. This Indiana state motto. We're not in the south, so why are we like this? <laughs> <laughs> totally accurate. It's pretty awesome. Can you guys do any like actual voice impersonations of actors or actresses or anything? Mm. We were just kind of like on the cusp of that. I figured we could. I don't know. We'd always try to do like Arnold, right? Let's try to do Arnold. Arnold's pretty good. I don't do a good Arnold, admittedly, but Brando... <laughs> Brando, Brando has the does best a pretty good Arnold. one when he's talking about like when he's smoking meats. It's, it's <laughs> going to smoke the meats. <laughs> you know? Look out. Going to smoke the meats. I'm the governor of California. What I want to do is I want to do cooking with Sly because he also does a good Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> so I want Brandon to do a cooking with Sly segment where when he's on his grill, he brings his mobile mic set up out and just like talks as Sly about the meat cooking process. This is not the first time you've mentioned I'm going to make it fucking happen. I'm like obsessed with really this idea. obsessed with this idea. And then <laughs> if we need to give Sly a break, he goes on vacation and Arnie sneaks over to his house and grills on his shit. And that's funny. Oh, man. Because then there's like this whole like he's sneaking around yeah. Sly's house thing. That's well, maybe that can be an exclusive for our Patreon. Ooh, I like that. You can go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. A dollar gets you early access. Three bucks gets you exclusive content and early access. That means you're getting podcasts as soon as we're done editing them. That's all I have. All go. the shows on the network right there. 
Moving on. Let's Plug. go back. Let's go back. Let, let's move ourselves back a minute to dinner. <clears throat> As a warm-up and a precursor to Turkey Day, this is Friendsgiving. What did you guys think about this meal? I thought it was very well balanced. I was missing the corn. Okay. I would like to have some uh, greens with that. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, we're not very healthy people. No, we, we don't really, we don't really mess with greens. It's Mustard just greens. Cheese. We had a we had a whole segment that was basically just Spinach. cheese. Just cheese. God, that was a cheese. whole episode. Yeah, cheese yeah. Is delicious. Well, yeah, of course it is. All right, that'll be our homework assignment for next time. A greens episode. Make just healthy vegetable options. Oh man, I have some great healthy vegetable options. I love to do just like asparagus on a on a cookie sheet little bit of olive you know, oil dusted with some sea tonight. salt. Bake that shit. I was going to make Done. bacon wrapped asparagus tonight. There was this, amaz- there was this amazing recipe I saw on store. Facebook. It was a, for a tempura wrapped avocado roll or tempura fried Ooh, avocado roll. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, it was really good. You know, since the last time we've done a foodies, we, do, we didn't talk about this last time. We went to uh, Umi. We did go to Umi. Yeah. And Jeez. I had that fucking hero roll. Oh man, is it was there a special prime rib on it or something. No, that was the <coughs> Philly okay. roll that the, had the, the meat on it. The hero was chef special of the day. Okay, and it had like a shrimp tempura, a uh, fresh tuna on the top with like eel it sauce, mango in it too, mango, uh, avocado, a little bit of jalapeno, and then there was like a spicy mayo on top. Mm. Mm-hmm. It was nuts. That was yeah, good. they're pretty. Those guys are cool in there. Yeah, they really. I used to actually roll sushi uh, before. It was umi, it was uh, amore, and I rolled sushi there. Interesting. How yeah. was the the roll? I've never been able to do that. I feel like it's a kind of a hard process to learn. It's all I've about the tried. rice, my man. You just gotta. The rice has got to be like, nice and sticky. Yeah, and yeah, it's delicate. You know, you just gotta have like a nice technique. Okay. Smooth and delicate. Sweet. You know, Sarah and I were talking yesterday, actually, about how um, after Thanksgiving, we want to um, kind of get over the holiday food <sighs> burnout of what we're all going to be experiencing with leftovers <sighs> oh and whatnot. Oh, God, yeah. We thought it would be um, fun to make our take on what I always get at Umi, which is the baked lobster roll. Mm-hmm. And it's a bunch of California rolls with uh, eel sauce and lobster on top and like this creamy mayo and it's fucking phenomenal and they bake it so it's hot it's really really good and instead of rolling sushi rolls because we don't know how to fucking do that we thought why don't we just make it into like a casserole and make like some kind of rice seafood eel sauce interesting well, how I can roll sushi oh that and we you know what's weird well, I shit, think maybe we, have... we should just make a sushi episode oh my gosh we should totally do a sushi episode you could teach us how to do it we could like create our own sushi rolls I'm so then we can thing. make a little video i'm about down it. i'm you know i'm i'll teach you but I'm no teacher. <laughs> well, I understand. Exclusive content for our Patreon. Yeah. For how yeah, long did you For how long did you wrap sushi or make sushi there? Uh, probably like, I don't know, eight months. But I also did other stuff too. I was so disappointed when you worked at a, at that place, and then you told me that the very expensive crab ra- or lobster oh, ravioli was from Gordon's. like GFS. <laughs> yeah. I was so pissed. Well, we made the. Jesse, you got to make this. bisque, though. Oh, that. It's so fucking good. Because the sauce for that was. Yeah, the sauce was We made Alfredo sauce. Like, we had hot a hot table. 
with like hotel pans of alfredo sauce we'd make it uh, you know right just like a day. base sauce lobster bisque on the weekend and stuff you know mm-hmm. and that lobster bisque man lobster Ooh, bisque is my boy. favorite soup the gnarlier it's delicious the gnarlier your uh lobster stock is the better yeah like <clears throat> dude one time i pulled out a freaking lobster because we'd buy like lobster heads and like shells for lobster bisque okay and I pulled out a lobster, man. The thing, if it was a whole lobster, it would have to weigh like, you know, like five to seven pounds. Damn. Damn. It was huge. Beast. Like, it was not right. It was like. <laughs> it was amusing. not right. I Aren't lobsters it. supposed to be like the insects of the sea? Yeah. So I think it like got here from that's maybe uh, Fukushima. Okay. Oh, that's sad. It was mutated. We had to trip like, over. We should have studied it before we yeah, ate it. Yeah, that's all still happening, by the way. I know. Just thought I'd throw that out there. That's thanks why for I said. The, thanks for the lovely reminder. We had that huge lobster, though. There's <laughs> benefits to it. I just want to go back to the lobster roll and say it's not really sushi, though. Well, there's California rolls in it, but it's baked, so it's not. It's not the essence of sushi. Sushi should be a cold. Well, I don't fish. give a fuck, um, me. I don't right? care. It tasted. It tasted delicious. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I, I know, know it's delicious. It. If you don't want to call it sushi, don't call like, it sushi. Americans don't call it lobster casserole. Pretty much <laughs> bastardize everything. That's true. So, like, when you're in America, sushi is like that. But if you go to like Japan and stuff, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get like baked anything. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. You know what else we had at Umi, which was really good, was the sweet potato roll. Yes, that was so oh. good. They drizzled caramel sauce over it. So flavorful. Yeah, it was delicious. The, the dessert of sushi. Mm-hmm. I really want to make that avocado tuna tempura or whatever. Okay, I don't. That's hard, right? Not. It's not too. Deep. So, do you guys want to roll like inside out rolls? We could do tempura, but we have to have like a bunch of oil and like a huge pot. Uh, we I don't want the have goddamn to baked lobster. Baked lobster? Yeah, I want the we baked lobster that. rolls. The California Definitely. rolls with the lobster on them. But we can also have a tempura appetizer. Lauren. Okay. <laughs> tempura. Yeah, maybe that'll be the episode I do nothing Hey, do you guys know how to tempura? No. No? <laughs> Anybody? Wait, what? Do you know how to make like the tempura batter like in oh, well, oh like, well, what is it what is it i feel like it's, it's egg from and a panko package. right it's egg and panko no it's panko no, tempura no. is different no tempura is tempura is that really thin oh the super cr- crisp. crispy cornstarch really cornstarch and then like you can use it you can do different stuff but like double o flour maybe okay and then uh it's no egg it's soda water. Yeah, really? That's, that's right. super interesting. That's what makes it so like... Fluffy and crisp at the same time. Carbon dioxide. Mm-hmm. CO2. Quite right. CO2. I use CO2 at work. Yeah, you do that at work. We'll continue on. <laughs> uh, so I want to know, you said you know you had funny stories when you were younger as a kid doing like McDonald's work. What are some of the crazier stories you have as your life in the culinary world when you were like line cook and moving your way up the ranks and then that? Is there anything notable that you can you can reference back to? Um, like, what do you mean? Well, like, you've worked at some pretty cool places and 
You probably have some interesting experiences that would be of note. Yeah. Well. Can um, you work at what was it? Was I was worked it Station Twenty. In the, yeah, in Crown Point. Okay, I was going to tell a story about that place. Whoa, go for it. Okay, so, um, this is kind of like just shows like the deep, the dark side of the food industry. Really, ooh, I love it. I know this is the scoop. So I'm just like a young gun, you know. Okay. And I'm still, I'm just like working hard, trying to, you know, just make some money, build. Yeah skilled technique or whatever learn all you can become yeah. a sponge so um i'm working my ass off on the line in a brand new restaurant you know it was like a couple million bucks they there's like tvs at every booth like you know what i mean it's like a really nice sports bar and two floors and they have a really right? nice outdoor balcony balcony yeah. oh yeah like a on, patio on a balcony don't have any other place in northwest indiana that has that essentially yeah it's interesting. That place was actually a conservative cafe before, and on the wall inside the restaurant, it said like, "Beat your children." I remember do you conservative remember cafe. Like that? I do. That was a weird place. <laughs> I only went there once. I don't think I ever went there. I only went there when it was state. What was it? Station twenty one. Yeah, station it still 21. is. Station twenty one. Yeah. yeah, it's still there. So okay. Anywho, I'm a young gun. I'm going. I'm working, and. Uh, there's a chef and a sous chef, and then us cooks, you know. Okay. Um, the sous chef, like, was doing cocaine off the low boy, like, the fridge door. Oh, my God. Like, during, expecting this story in the middle of, in the middle of service. <laughs> Whoa. And we have, like, a window. So, we have, a, like, a galley kitchen. Okay. And, like, we just put the food up in the window. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Expediter takes it. Ex- well, actually... The middle would expedite, okay, because the people up front of the house were just—they couldn't do it for some reason, okay. So we'd like organize it for them, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Dude's doing cocaine off the <laughs> yeah, that's definitely off the low the boy, <laughs> off the low boy, <laughs> and like <laughs> two days later, I was sous chef. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was actually gonna i was actually gonna say i was gonna say weren't you the sous chef at station 21 and you kind of told me how that happened there you go <laughs> yeah there you go wow I, that's the, i have intuition i knew <laughs> the weird eternal so that's the weirdest questions. promotion you've ever had um because like you watched your promotion happen in a in, in a real time real time moment yeah i've always kind of been like I thought I was getting in trouble when they were giving me the promotion. Oh, like, yeah. Anytime you get called into something, the anxiety sets office. in of like, yes, yeah. that shit's real. Mm-hmm. It is real. Happened it's to me at Horseshoe, too. Like, I got um, awarded for, like, being, like, perfect attendance for 60 yeah. days or something. And I mm-hmm. thought I was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, you always got to be on your toes, you know. Was that your first experience as a sous chef at that moment? Yeah. So that's your thrust right into, I mean, you're essentially second in command of the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, at one, when chef was gone, I was chef, you know? Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. How, how did that experience like change you, uh, doing be like being a chef and experiencing? Cause I feel like maybe you can shed some more light on this. I feel like the most dirty drama TV all involves chefs. Like, if you watch any of the cooking shows, like Hell's Kitchen or whatever, it is super competitive and cutthroat. Oh, yeah. And I feel like I that it is such a almost, um, 
and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here. It's almost like a toxic thing that it's a necessity, but I feel like there's maybe some darkness that is like it, a part of that. There definitely because it's just if you think about how uh, chefs work, it's not a healthy. It's not healthy for a human body to do that. It makes you crazy. I feel like the you need more than just the moonlight in your life, you know? Gotcha, yeah. So it just has its effect on people biochemically probably, and then it just makes them kind of go closer to being, you know, like you were saying, like full of drama and a little bit uh, on edge or like trying yeah. to trying to like get one over get you know it's just like it yeah, is a very like competitive that that chef ego about them i know i never i don't know i i definitely sometimes do but <laughs> i'm like humble too i think i think you've gotten better <laughs> since you've been out of that world for a little while yeah that world can wrap you up i'm sure yeah i worked at uh <coughs> last restaurant i worked at was royster Chicago. Yeah. You worked there? Yeah. My friend Nick that my friend Bridget introduced me to, he he went there when he was in Chicago. I oh, remember. Eat? He, yeah. That's cool. He got like the the f- the chicken, like the fried Oh, the fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah, it's like so delicious. He should have got the duck yeah, ragu. That's a fancy Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> that shit is so good. I used to make um I used to make pasta by hand there. Do a, amongst other things. I made the lasagna, like the lasagna. From Running it through the roller and yeah. from scratch. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, Would you yeah, pinch your own tortellini? definitely taught you how to make great pasta. Uh, Chef Ackett's like <coughs> worked. I worked on a, on the like big, the chef's table they have down there. Okay. Um, and Chef Ackett's uh, would come down and work right next to me. Some, you know, like yeah. when we opened. Because I helped Royster open. Awesome. Yeah. It was interesting working with everyone. It was like working with uh, culinary surgeons. So opening a restaurant is probably like you have to go in before the, the official launch and everything and learn the menu. Oh, yeah. I Perfect. carried in like all the, you know, $1,000. I actually was the one who, uh, like I hand washed all like these expensive uh, dining ware. Really? You know? Well, I mean, it was a team effort, obviously, but I, you I were washed part of the a team. lot of expensive yeah. dishes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> like, it was, it's, you like know, break and they a don't dish, want you to lose a paycheck. They don't want you to drop a spoon, you know? If you drop a spoon, Damn. it's over. I would not do good there, Mr. Klutz, a lot. I drop <laughs> everything. Calamity Nate. Oh, man. I can't tell you how many times I, like, dropped the trays of meat at McDonald's. Oh <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Granted, they were, like, covered in grease. Yeah, just oh, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are uh, the UHV or something. The yeah, like, the, it's the, like an oven the, that you keep. Yeah. It's in, like, a, pla- uh. a plastic you, tray that you, yeah, you just that's slide gotta out. got to be giving everybody cancer. Just the technique <laughs> of holding the meat, not yeah. the meat. Itself, no, but yeah, the technique of the meat, the meat has some shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you guys did you guys ever find any hacks when you worked at McDonald's? That oh were like, my god, yeah. like, I like the odd man out because I worked at Dairy Queen. Well, still, you can still That's talk about cool. the experience. What's yeah. the coolest Sunday? The coolest Sunday was the Smorgalore Parfait. It was my fucking jam, and they got rid of it. 
But it was uh, a gigantic parfait. It had uh, vanilla ice cream and then a layer of hot fudge and then a layer of marshmallow and then a layer of graham cracker crumble. And then wow. it just like repeated itself like two more times. And then, you know, just graham a cracker and a marshmallow. Abyss of delicious. It was my favorite. A par- and my other favorite thing from Dairy Queen, which I feel is of note, is the purple star kisses. Okay. They're grape star kisses. And they don't sell them at the... Dairy Queen, where I live. Oh, is it like a cr- like an ice cream? It's but like an it's ice grape? cream treat. Yeah. Yeah, it's not real ice cream. Like it doesn't have milk in it. It's like some kind of frozen okay. treat, like a popsicle of sorts. But they don't have the purple ones, and that was my favorite. And then my sister, both of my s- two of my sisters currently work at this Dairy Queen um, together, which <laughs> I'm sure they love. <laughs> and. Um, they uh, they were working the other day, and I was talking to my sister Sam, and she's like, "Well, you know, Crown Point has the purple Star Kiss ones, and we don't order them anymore because you have to get them in bulk, and then no one eats them." So I found out they have them in Crown Point. Long story short, my neighbor Mrs. H. Uh huh. She she owns that place. I remember her. <laughs> she was my employer, and she I don't think she liked me. <laughs> Because I had pink hair. You worked at the Lowell Lowell Dairy Queen? Yeah, I worked at the Lowell Dairy Queen for like four months, maybe. And then I quit. And uh, the the manager or whatever at the time when I quit. Because they were like saying that they didn't like that I had pink hair and that I was all punk rocky and whatever. And the the women didn't like me, I guess. I don't know. It was weird kind of hurt my feelings but i decided I had, that i, I had wanted to, like to quit and i just walked out and the the manager keith was just like um if you want to get taken off the schedule just let me know i was like i do peace out <laughs> <laughs> and that was it yeah Dairy i Queen. i didn't i didn't leave mcdonald's on very good terms very does one ever leave a fast Hold food on, let's job hear it. on very good terms i want to hear it how did you how did you exit your mcdonald's exploitation um well at the time, I was living in Lowell with my dad. Okay. And my sister Emily had kind of started me down a bad path. Okay. And I started missing a lot of work at Lowell. Okay. Like every Saturday and Sunday morning, like I would just kind of just not show up to work. Coincidence, so, Friday and Saturday, classic party nights. Yes. Okay. And then... um. Probably, eventually, I just I just moved in with my mom at Griffith because I was going to lose my job at the Little McDonald's anyway. So, I just moved in with her and I graduated from Griffith in 2009. Said peace out, Lowell. Yeah. Interesting. I wish Good I for could you. say peace out, Lowell. <laughs> I did for a hot minute, but then I ended up back there. I, uh, my McDonald's ended both times badly because they sucked at scheduling. The first time... I asked for Valentine's Day off. I was like 16, you know, hot shit, had a girlfriend, wanted to take her to do a thing. They didn't give it to me off. So I was like, fuck you, I quit. And I just quit. And then they hired me back like a couple years later, and it was a different experience. And I uh, I decided one day that I was just done with McDonald's, maybe done with the food industry altogether, you know. So uh, I just didn't go back in on my break. I just left and never <laughs> came back. Except for I left my fucking coat in the basement. Oh, so, like, man. later that night, I had to go back to McDonald's. <laughs> with your tail between your legs. Well, no, because I knew the night manager, like, much like your story with your McDonald's. 
our McDonald's managers were all partiers, and that's just that's yeah. the life they led. Yeah, who was who was who was your manager at the time? Um, I can't really divulge any of the <laughs> names of the people that I worked with. <laughs> we could talk about this air. after the podcast. Yeah, we'll talk okay. about this off air. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I went back in and got my coat, and I'm like, "Hey, Heidi," and she's like, "I heard you quit," and I was like. Yeah, but I fucking forgot my coat. And she just started laughing at me. She thought it was hilarious. And she's like, you should, uh, you like cappuccino, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't tell you this, but there's an extra one that's not in the inventory sitting on the ground uh, down there. And I was like, really? So I took a bag of cappuccino mix with me. It was awesome. I just poured water in with it. And at my next job, I had cappuccinos for like six months. It was awesome. There you go. Yeah. Tight. McDonald's was crazy. That was the... Wild, they have the wild best west. Coke. Agreed, and you Nate know what? Is very adamant that I, the Hoopston McDonald's has the best Coke <laughs> on the planet. It is, and I disagree. No, compared to what the the compared to what? Because the Hoopston McDonald's, in my opinion, it's something about the their their content their like tank for Coke is a fucking massive silver like. Yeah, I feel destroyer. like there's never enough syrup in it. No, it's doesn't a perfect it all come amount. down to the McCarb though? What mm-hmm. is that? It's like the carbonation stuff that they put oh, yeah. in. Yeah, it all comes down to like basically, it all comes down to who's refilling that and when they're refilling right. it. Because if they're right. not, if they're not doing it, then it's going to taste like shit. But if they're on top of it, then it's going to taste a Phenomenal, lot better. Yeah. yeah, and I think that my manager was very anal about that and made well, sure I that think it was like always- a company comes actually to like most mcdonald's because they have the big huge co2 tank yeah, yeah. Gotta fill and, it. like a dude with yeah. a truck comes. he has to come out there and, and like fill it up himself like i think just that it always has like a full tank you know yeah mcdonald's it's, it's does probably has, like logistics does have the best related coke. just depends on where you get it it's the mccarb that's what it's called the mccarb <laughs> i love that dairy queen did not have very good pepsi mm. It was always very flat. Yeah. And no one ever changed the bags. And the lines were never like sterilized. And I was like a stickler I'm so glad that McDonald's has Dr. That. Pepper now. They didn't used to. Oh. Did they have Mr. Pibb? <sighs> no, they didn't. Dairy Queen has Mr. Pibb. Mm. When I worked at McDonald's, it was basically just like or no KFC. Mountain Dew, KFC. Mountain Dew, Coke, Diet Coke. Uh, like an orange soda, a lemonade, a Powerade. I feel like we're just like doing advertising for McDonald's and like all of these terrible soft drink companies right now. Fuck all you. As I just drink some. You Pepsi. suck. Yeah, we are watching. We are foodies watching movies. I went back for a second helping, and got myself another one of the sliders. Well, no, I actually had to go turn the heat off because it was obnoxiously loud. Yeah, I heard it in the headphones. So while you guys were conversing, I. S- snuck away for a second i was like man that sandwich looked really fucking good <laughs> i'm gonna get one for myself right now and then it was really messy and i felt like i made a huge mistake so yeah. not because it tasted bad it tastes amazing but you know it's messy. sliders dude you gotta one bite we should put some sea salt on um those sweet potato fries mm-hmm. we wanted to have like a honey mustard to dip it in but it wasn't good we had to throw it out so i keep asking you guys about like what movie we're watching and then we're not watching one. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we... I'm watching Waiting for the next time. You guys should yeah. watch Get Out. Yeah, Lauren has been so asking us to see So that. you're deciding that we should just watch it and then we'll review it next time and you're not going to be here for our experience. Because that movie is actually marred in controversy now. 
Yeah, because it, it got nominated. Been. It got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Comedy, not for Best Drama or Best Thriller or whatever yeah. category. Did Even though there sense? isn't a Best Thriller category. Weird. <clears throat> that is weird. It could maybe win like an MTV Movie Award. I don't know if the MTV Movie Awards. Okay, without spoiling anything, is there any reason for them to constitute this as a comedy? I mean, is there any basis for this argument? Somewhat. I mean, there are some parts that are funny. Okay. And they're supposed to be funny. Is Forrest is Gump like a, a comedy? comedy? But but it's also like got very dark themes behind it. Okay. Totally. So Forrest I Gump mean, is not a comedy. I feel See, like it should. I feel like Same. I feel like honestly, they should probably just not even nominate it for anything until the Oscars and then they should nominate it for Best Picture. Okay. Well, it probably will get nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, because assume. because well, it's it, it doesn't it doesn't fit either of the categories for the Golden Globes. Like they split it up between comedy and drama and it doesn't win for either of those. So I just think it should wait until the Oscars and get nominated for Best Picture. And if it wins and it wins and if it doesn't it doesn't. It is really it is very good. You said you've seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Thank you for saving us from spoilers. We appreciate it. Yeah, I uh, I love that 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 is a thing that I've been really fortunate with. For most major movies, like the Saw movie, I think I didn't see Saw one until Saw two came out, and someone's like, "We should go see Saw 2. and I was like, "Let me go watch Saw one." And like, luckily in that one year, no one had spoiled the crazy twist of that movie with uh with with Jigsaw. So like. I'm also just grateful right now you guys didn't like go, oh, that really crazy whatever that happens at the wherever. I don't know when the twist <laughs> is. So, you know, I'm just hey, like. You know. uh, All I'm going to say is that there really can't be a sequel. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that'll, this will probably be a standalone That's, movie. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think about movies I am watching or want to watch. Well, we did just go and see uh, the Justice <clears throat> League movie yesterday. Yes. Oh my we can talk god. Talk about that for a minute. It was. Duh. Have you guys seen it yet? No. No. Mm, maybe uh, we should keep this spoiler free then. Well, we can. Uh, at some point, we're going to need to take a commercial break. I think AP is going to come interrupt our podcast and riff on what's going on in the wild world of Colorado. Uh, I don't know when we want to do that. If we want to hold off Justice League talk till after or before. That's fine. We can do or that. Wherever we can circle back to it later. Okay, so we you said you had one thing you wanted to do today. It's like holiday movies, or maybe it wasn't holiday movies. That was mine. You were asking me if there were any kind of holiday movies that we could talk about for Thanksgiving, because all the movies that you were suggesting are all like kind of more Christmassy themed. Damn. And I said, well, the only Thanksgiving movie that I know of is one of my favorite movies. Actually, it's called What's Cooking. Mm. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Came out in two thousand. It's such a great movie. I love it so much. And my mom and I like reference this movie every year when we cook Thanksgiving together because we always have Thanksgiving together. I can just, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking John Candy right now. You're thinking Trains, Trains Planes, Planes, and Automobiles. Came out 30 years ago. The, um, the holiday season in 87 was Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. 87. Yeah, wild, right? 87 produced a lot of really good movies. According to this list you found, and I'm not, I, I need to like go on Wikipedia and double confirm, but it said 3,000 movies came out in 1987. Let me preface by saying that yesterday we were talking about holiday movies and I said, what's cooking? But Nate had 
said planes, trains, and automobiles. And yeah. I was like, yeah, that's that's a holiday. I thought that was more of a Christmassy movie. Mm-hmm. And then we looked it up, and we decided to look at all the movies that came out in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was like 3,400 titles that came up when I Googled it under this one website. I can't remember. But there was a lot of really great movies that came out in that year. Like, I bet. I, I almost came out in that year. I was I born did. in that year. <laughs> I did. I the Brave Little Toaster came out in 87. That was a good movie. Yes, it was. The Witches of Eastwick came out in 87. That's one of my favorite movies. Untouchables came out in 87 as nice. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. That list is, is crazy long. I'm a 90s kid. I was born in 1990. Yeah. On the dot. Mm-hmm. So you're the same age as my sister. Good to yeah, know. Youngin. Uh, but 90s kids, man, they had some of like the best TV Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously, may, like maybe the movies suffered a little because CGI was starting to rear its head, and some of those movies don't stand the test of time mm-hmm. because the CGI. See, I feel like being born in 1987, we grew up with the best TV. For you kids. know what's crazy though, like when you observe that in the time, it's like amazing. Yeah, but now your perspective changes, and you rewatch it. And it's not the same, you know, because you you're you. It's like your brain's your trained. adult perspective is different. Plus, you've been jaded by life. You you you've seen some shit, right? And as a thirty year old woman, I'm starting to relate more to the adult characters in these shows as opposed to the children. Like I was talking mm. about the other day, yesterday, just yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I was talking about this yesterday. I was like, yeah, I feel like. Ollie and I were watching The Little Mermaid, and I was like relating to King Triton, like, "Yeah, you're 16, bitch. You ain't getting married. What are you thinking?" <laughs> That's when you know you've reached adulthood, and your your heart is dead. <sighs> well, I could tangent this into wrestling, journey into wrestling. I'm not gonna. Oh, please don't. Because no. <laughs> I will say that the Attitude Era of wrestling, Nobody's if you anyway. if you go back and watch that. It doesn't hold up the same as like when we were kids. Like it was exciting, but it is legitimately some smutty bullshit <laughs> that they had on TV in the mid '90s. Like, yeah, for there real. was some shit, and then there yeah, was some shit uh, on in the '90s. But that, there was that, some great shit too. That shit would not pass now, but there was some great shit too. Yeah, man, I haven't been watching any TV at all. No movies, no TV. No movies. We no. just finished Stranger Things season two. No yeah. Stranger Things. If you didn't watch it yet? If no. you're on the Journey into Comics Network, you've heard our special on Monday a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Even though it's in tomorrow for us in real time. Time travel. Time travel. Doodly, 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 doodly. Anyway. I don't know what that was about. but uh, <laughs> Should we take our quick commercial break? Did you need to... All right, so folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break here. AP's going to come in and food it up. He's going to do another field report. Uh, Lauren is going to be leaving for this episode. She's got some other engagements she's going to. So, Lauren, thank you so much for being on today's episode of Thanks Foodies. Thank here, you. Lauren. Thanks, Lauren. Um, it's awesome, and do as your always. Homework. Yep, okay. waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. Watch waiting. Are you guys going to watch Get Out, or do you want to wait for me and AP? Has AP seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, why don't we just watch it and then we'll talk about it? Yeah, we'll do that yeah. for seven. Okay. Yeah. Because he should be back. Yeah. Okay. We'll watch it weeks. and then we'll we'll all report back after we've done our homework. Okay. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right, folks. Well, stick around for the field report, and we will see you guys shortly. Hey there, foodies family, and welcome to another road segment of foodies watching movies. My name is Andrew Poor, and I want to 
thank Nate, Veronica, and Lauren for throwing me the ball while I'm and holding down the fort while I am away in Colorado for work. Hopefully this will be the last foodies watching movies that I will be unable to attend in person, but I'm still thankful I get to do these segments and get to be somewhat a part of each episode. So I know a lot of the Journey of the Comics Network team went and saw Justice League over the weekend, and unfortunately I wasn't able to do that. I do have plans to see it Wednesday when I'll be back, so I'm looking forward to that. But I did get to see, since it came out, was Murder on the Orient Express, which is the Kenneth Branagh film based on the Agatha Christie book. What I enjoyed about that movie, because I've never read any Agatha Christie novels, I don't know how it compares to the book, but I really enjoyed the movie. I like, it's been a while since I've actually seen like a detective novel or a detective movie, I should say. And I like Kenneth Branagh films. The last movie that I think I saw that he directed probably was Thor, which was very Shakespearean and very dramatic, which was also a lot like what Murder on Express was. And for those of you who don't know who Kenneth Branagh is, he played Gilderoy Lockhart in the Harry Potter films, or I guess just one of the films. But Marlon Orchestras is interesting because it had an all-star cast and it involves a bunch of people, like well-to-do rich people on a train going to London or going, getting to London somehow from Istanbul or somewhere in the Middle East. And it starts very interesting. It starts on like the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem and you get to kind of understand who this uh, Hercule Perrault or Perrot, French sounding name, um, with the most fantastical monsters I've ever seen that I'm most likely sure that Kenneth Branagh had that put on his face every day. And it's actually funny, at one point in the movie when they wake him up in the middle of the night, he has a interesting, almost like a mustache guard to prevent it from getting out of place while he sleeps. This little plastic covering. It was very interesting looking, but I don't know if that's historically accurate or just something to be a little funny bit in the middle of the movie, but... It was interesting. I knew pretty much every actor in this movie from something else. I know you had Daisy Ridley of Star Wars fame. You had Willem Dafoe from a ton of stuff. You had Kenneth Branagh, obviously. You had Johnny Depp. You had Dame Judi Dench. You had Lamar Odom Jr., who hasn't really done a whole lot of movies, but he just got off a stellar run with the Broadway cast of Hamilton. You had Josh Gad. You had... I think who else a couple other familiar faces I can't really think of their names offhand right now but yeah it was a very stellar cast and very well done effects and doing the the train looked fantastic and the detail um I'm gonna be a little spoily but like when the avalanche comes to kind of derail the train a little bit that looked very good um camera work was a little interesting it left some to be desired because um the way it was shot all of, like, some of the walking scenes with um, people walking along the train, they decided to shoot it from the outside of the train, which I guess makes sense, because they probably built a tangible train cars, and you can't really fit a good camera to follow them from the side, so they shot through the windows, which is kind of interesting, because there's a lot of dead space where they're showing outside of the train where they're walking either between windows, between cars, so it was a little weird. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's another one that was in the movie. She had a big role, and got a lot of work to do and one thing that I always find interesting about movies that have these big stellar casts as opposed to a relatively unknown cast is that sometimes you can't see past the actor 
to see their role. And I think one for me, I think that stuck out a lot was Willem Dafoe because Willem Dafoe was such a big personality and he was playing an Austrian. So he had the accent and he had just that look about him and the voice. And I was just like, why is Willem Dafoe doing this? And I, I couldn't see past Willem Dafoe playing this character. Then I didn't get absorbed in the character. I know that can happen with some bigger name actors who do a lot of movies like, Every time Nicolas Cage is a movie, it's always Nicolas Cage as someone. It's But it's always his personality shining through over the character. So that was another little takeaway. But everyone else really immersed in their role. Daisy Ridley did a good job. And Kenneth Branagh really was a whole other person in this role. But yeah, it was, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I have to see... I, have to, I think I'm going to read the book, or at least listen to the audiobook, to kind of see how true it was to the story. I talked to someone, one of my friends, who had read the book and seen the movie, and he said that it followed the plot for the most part. There's a few things that were different. But he said the personality of the Kenneth Branagh's uh, Hercule Perot or Perot or whatever his name was, was pretty spot on from the one he read the book, which might have been a few years ago or longer. could have been a high school read. So that was, I think, an enjoyable movie. And... I think I'd recommend someone maybe renting it if you had any interest in seeing that. They also kind of teased maybe a sequel uh, to another uh, Agatha Christie book. So I guess if that ends up happening, that would be interesting to see as well. But it probably wouldn't. But I'll kind of have to see. I'm definitely looking forward to Justice League, though that's definitely higher up on the list of movies that I'd like to see. But I like to see movies every so often anyway. And one thing that's always interesting to me about when I go to movies, and I don't know if this is true for our listeners or even for uh, Nate, Veronica, and Lauren, if uh, if concessions like popcorn and a drink are a necessity for a movie or an optional thing, for me, I almost feel like I always have to have a drink in my hand or popcorn while I'm watching a movie. I don't, I've done it without, and I always feel like I, I get a little restless with my hands, and I don't. No, it's probably bad because you end up just eating a whole giant thing of popcorn with butter over the course of a movie. But I don't. I always feel like it's nece- like a necessity for when you see a movie in a theater because it's not. It's not like I even eat popcorn. I'm watching a movie at home or watching Netflix or something. But when you have that movie theater experience, I feel like popcorn and a concession is a part of that. I don't know if that's just something that's ingrained in your mind from doing it when you're little or from your early movie experiences, but. It's definitely something I think worth commenting on. But I guess moving away from movies. Uh, one thing I got to try this week. So I got to try two pretty popular uh, Colorado uh, food chains. So I got to try a burger place called Good Times Frozen Burgers. Or Good Time Burgers and Frozen Custard. Not Frozen Burgers. I think that even says fresh, never frozen. And it was interesting. It's a 24-hour burger joint. That's how all of them are. And... Good times, it's very flashy, very 80s uh, coloring and menu. I only go through, through the drive-thru because it's more of a fast food place, so I didn't get to really see what the inside looked like. But it was a really nice burger and very filling, and I got the burger with cheese and bacon and just kind of melt in your mouth, and it was very delicious. And if you don't have that option and you're kind of driving through Colorado and you want something that's not typical, you don't want like a McDonald's or a Wendy's and you want something that... You're not going to see around here, but still is quick and easy to get to. I would recommend Good Times. I didn't get to try their frozen custard. Maybe when I go back after the holiday. 
I'll get to try it again since I since I flew back just the other day, or I guess a couple days ago by the time you're listening to it. So yeah, I'll have to try it when I go back. I go back the Monday after uh, Thanksgiving, so that'll be fun for me. But I think I'm wrapping up my Colorado, and then I get to do a couple weeks in Utah. Then hopefully I'll be done traveling for a bit, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, another restaurant chain I got to try, which I got to try in downtown Golden, which is a very beautiful downtown area. Uh, Golden is also where the Coors Brewery is, which is a little outside of the downtown area, but it's very nice. You get, it's very pet friendly. It's very open. And one thing that I never really thought about Colorado is that it's actually a very temperate climate. The whole time I was there this past week into the weekend, it was in the 60s compared to like the Chicago area where it was in the 30s. So definitely a big change. And I got to I walk around in a jeans and a t-shirt or a long sleeve shirt and be perfectly comfortable. So that definitely made it. But this uh, Snarfs, which is this little sandwich shop, which I tried to, was thinking about this earlier before I recorded, like what it closer reminds you of. Because it's... Not like a Subway, not like a Jimmy John's. Maybe close to like a Penn Station or maybe like a Quiznos. It's a hot sandwich and it had peppers and uh, cheese. I got the Italian sub and it was, it was delicious. Uh, only thing that I didn't like about it is I, it was a big sandwich because you can get like a, a 5 inch, a 7 inch, or a 12 inch. I think are the sandwich sizes. I got a 7 inch and I still cut it in half and I had half of it for lunch and then I had... The other half the next day, and I had it cold, and it just doesn't hold up cold. Delicious hot with the peppers and everything, and everything kind of melts together, at least on that Italian sub. But cold, it just, it's a little hard. But I think that's with any hot sandwich. When you eat it cold, it just doesn't, it's not the same. So maybe I, if I try it again while I'm there, maybe if try reheating it in a microwave the next day if it regains some of its luster, but wasn't that great as a cold sandwich. But those were two very good sandwich places I had and definitely so much better than what you can end up getting with airline food. If you eat food at a hotel, or not a hotel, an airport, or near an airport, you're going to paying an arm and a leg for just the common chains. Or like you can get McDonald's, but it's like $3 more than normal, or you can get a couple other things, and the alcohol's always more expensive if you want to drink with your dinner. So... Definitely, if you can eat before you get to the airport, which is just good advice for anyone traveling, just try not to eat in an airport. Sometimes, at least with me, since I f- sometimes when I fly out, I fly out really early in the morning or get back really late, you're kind of stuck because nothing else is open. You're kind of stuck eating at the airport. So, luckily, when you're traveling for work, work usually ends up paying for your meals, so it doesn't hurt you any, but it still kind of sucks to have to pay that much more for the same or worse food. But I guess those are my my things from since the past episode, which has just been a ton of travel for me and a couple new restaurants and eating in a different climate. But yeah, I'll uh, throw it back to those in the studio. So thanks again for putting up with me not being nearby. And I hope you guys, my listeners and my co-hosts, have a great week. And we are back, folks. We've got a Pern cat on the podcast now, too. I just heard that that was awesome. It actually came through a little bit. Um, that was just Cammie. That was just a special report from AP. He's rapport. hopefully having a rapport. Hopefully he's having a good time out there in Colorado and enjoying all the splendor that is the, uh, what do they call that? The Mile High? Well, it's Denver. 
yeah, yeah. Denver's the mile high city. Yeah. Colorado is beautiful. I love Colorado. Colorado Springs, been there. Pikes Peak. Cool. How is it? It's beautiful. I feel like every time I think about going to Colorado or being in Denver or something, I'm just like, I think I have too much anxiety to drive up a mountain. Nope. It's very, very scary. My aunt used to live in Colorado, so my mom and my sister and I would go out there all the time and visit her, you know, and we would have to drive from Denver. We'd fly into Denver, and then we would drive um, to Aspen because she lived in this little place called Snowmass Village, and it was right outside of Aspen. And it was so beautiful, like super hippie little town, you know, and... uh, Whenever we would drive, it was always so nerve-wracking being up that high, and there's no fucking guardrails, so it's like, oh, and there's, like, warning signs for, like, uh, you know. Avalanches, avalanches and stuff. Avalanches and rocks falling. And Crazy. Yeah, it's it's not a great drive. A lot of side-winding roads up mountains. Ugh, that, that just creeps me out. So It's very Stanley Kubrick. Yesterday, for us, it's been a couple days in podcasting time, but we just saw the latest hippest movie that's come out and actually it works out beautifully journey into comics didn't cover this this week so we get to talk about it here you and i saw justice league yeah we did i want to get your thoughts we don't have to get into crazy spoilers or anything you know jesse i know you haven't quite seen justice league yet are you going to be seeing it i probably won't see it so you guys if you could give me a synopsis that'd be great sure we can run the movie down it's actually really i mean the story's not too hardcore, but I just want to, before we get into that, what did you think of the movie, V? Okay. Well. Deep breath. <laughs> There's a lot that I could say about watching another superhero movie. But um, all in all, I thought it was I thought it was a solid B. I'd give it a B. It was okay. I liked it. It was a lot more fun than uh, Batman versus Superman and Man of Steel. Like it was a, definitely a different vibe. I feel like with I said it before, and I'm going to say it again, like a broken record. But I feel like with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy and this uh, the Marvel Universe taking this more humorous, lighter, uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of direction that they've gone in, I feel like DC has kind of been behind on that, and they're seeing that this is what's working with people. So they were trying to do that a little bit more. And especially with uh, introducing different characters that aren't typically like, you know, super dark. Like when you think of Batman, you're like, oh shit, this is going to be a dark movie. But like The Flash, you know? Yeah, Ezra Miller did okay as The Flash. He was I not wasn't Grant sold on Gustin. him when, we, when it was announced <clears throat> that he was going to be The Flash. Like we were all pretty disappointed because we all love Grant Gustin. I'm pretty sure I openly resisted and said that Ezra Miller could never be the Flash, even though he was the Flash in the movie. So, having seen it, what do you think? I'm going to eat crow and say he did a really good job. He wasn't my Barry Allen, per se, but he did a good job as a Barry Allen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I felt like... For this movie, he worked. He was the best part of the movie, in my opinion. I would say Gal Gadot is the best part of that movie. She was great. She was the best part of the last movie, too. I like her a lot. Wonder Woman. She's fantastic. she's amazing. Yeah, she's uh, beautiful, and she's so like sweet and motherly in this in these movies, and it gives it and like, also so a empowering. Very yeah, she's I loved so Gal Gadot empowering. in this movie. She's uh, fantastic. So, you know, the movie is pretty. The storyline of the movie is pretty basic. Uh, Bruce has started to figure out that parademons are appearing more and more around Gotham. Has something to do with fear. 
he realizes a bigger threat is coming. He can't quite With figure... With the death of Superman from the last movie. He, yeah, correct. He feels like there's something on the cusp that's coming. He's made the decision he's going to assemble a group of people who have special abilities. So wait, are we doing a spoiler warning now? We Can, are going should we? to... We, sh- we, we should say that if you haven't watched the Justice League... This is going to be a little spoiler laden, but really, the, I mean, you, you could kind of tell what this movie was going to be from trailers. Honestly, the whole movie was just the trailer. If you've seen the trailer, then you saw, you saw the, the movie. movie. I mean, th- that is not wrong. Not to say that the movie is bad. I give it a solid B+. Plus. I gave it a B. Uh, I said that on my Facebook, uh, and maybe a, a second watching or an extended cut or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can, uh, you Sarah know. Sarah said it best yesterday that she's just not sold on Batfleck. Yeah, Batfleck was weird. He's good in some spots, and you can tell he lacks and is just awkward in other spots. I don't even know what that is. Ben Affleck is Batman now. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) He actually was really good in Batman versus Superman. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. But in his debut in Batman versus Superman, he was actually surprisingly really good. Arguably one of the best parts of that movie, because the Mm -hmm. Batman he played in that movie was menacing and dark and he was kind of old man batman from the comics which is like right. accurate but now they tried to change ben Affleck he's all make funny him a little bit more funny and relatable and in doing so they made him super fucking awkward like because <laughs> ben affleck just is too much of a dork to be funny so bruce figures out that there are these boxes and he doesn't know what's in the boxes or what the purpose of the boxes are but they do something and he doesn't know that either he's really clueless but he has like a loose idea of what might be happening so he decides he's going to start assembling this team so he's got wonder woman on his team and he's got uh who is the best part of that movie well we'll talk about that um so he's got Wonder Woman on the team. He goes and tries to recruit Aquaman, which doesn't work so much. He goes to recruit the Flash, who Barry Allen like openly is just like, "Yes, I'll do it. No questions. I need friends. Like I need friends, and you know, I got struck by lightning, and I need friends." Uh, and that's one thing I will say: they did a great job making Barry really comic relief in the movie, in such a way where his lines were just like hilarious moment after moment. He, and, and this while movie still, was just so formulaic. I feel oh, like... it was because it was like the bad guy. Okay, these objects can't fall into the hands of the bad guys. Of course, the bad guys are going to get their hands on the object. Mm-hmm. So then, now the next step is: well, the team has to be assembled. Well, there has to be a catalyst for the team to assemble. Well. There is a catalyst, but he's dead. Well, maybe let's resurrect that catalyst. Superman. And then Superman comes back, and it's all like ridiculous moment. Spoiler alert. It's just all so it's so gone cheesy. in 60 seconds with superheroes. Kinda. I feel like this no, movie I mean, was like trying that. so hard to be like this big blockbuster, well, and it, it's just, it's never gonna be a Marvel movie. Nobody's, because they keep changing Batmans, because they keep changing the. There are casting. too many inconsistencies. And you were just telling me yesterday that. Ben Affleck doesn't want to do any more of these movies. He might Good. not do any more of these movies. And Matt Reeves, who is going to be the director of The Batman, which is the movie the that, will take, movie. that will take place within the DC universe that they're creating, he's eyeing Jake Gyllenhaal to be Batman. Oh. Which I think is fucking ridiculous. It's even worse. It's an even I worse casting. I have no emotional investment in any of these fucking movies because of this reason. Batman was always my favorite, too. Yeah, Batman's amazing, and they've... I, they've, uh, I liked, I liked uh, the old one. 89 Batman is where it's at. Keaton Michelle and Adam Pfeiffer's West. Batman. Oh, like, my God, Keaton come on. Keaton and Adam West. Great. And then, of course, you said Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was... 
Yeah, and Batman she's, Returns. She's doing it right. That was a great movie. Danny DeVito is the penguin. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Another funny McDonald's tie-in. I was just reading in some article recently, which is weird, about how um, when Batman Returns came out, um, McDonald's had exclusive rights for the toys for Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. And everybody got outraged because... Batman Returns was such a dark movie to be promoting to children Could in that have been age rated demographic. R. And Tim Burton was saying that the whole reason he didn't come back was because McDonald's uh, thought his Batman movie wasn't as sellable as um, whomever took over, what was it, Joel Schumacher or something Yeah, it was like that. awful. Oh, that's... Yeah, he said that McDonald's was the whole reason why he didn't do another Batman movie. Man, Ronald... Ronald's killing the game. But I will say... In the 90s, I did have those toys. I had the Catwoman mobile. They also had the penguin. And I had uh, the penguin one. The, the, the duck. rubber ducky. Mm-hmm. And he had like a big spirally umbrella on the top, top of it. Yeah. I had that toy. McDonald's had some cool Happy Meal toys. I have a funny story about Batman Returns. So it is a dark movie that a kid probably shouldn't watch, right? I watched it as well, a child. My I parents wanted me not to be one of the kids that watched it and told me I shouldn't get watch it, and I was not allowed to watch it. My grandparents took me to rent movies, and I First totally, totally sleight of hand, quick exchange, just fucking you switched it out on them and got Batman Returns, right? So I had Batman Returns. I get into the house, and they were so pissed. I remember the two movies I rented. <laughs> We're never ending story. Good movie. Batman Returns. Okay. They said, they were like, fine. If you want to watch Batman Returns so bad, you have to sit through all of Never Ending Story first, and you can't do anything but watch the movie. Like, be invested in well, the movie. That's no problem. That's a good movie. At mm-hmm. that age, it wasn't that, that hard, and movie. I think it was sad. Um, and then I totally watched Batman Returns, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, Batman but the Returns thing is that's fucked up about that is they bought me all the toys from Batman Returns when I was a kid before I had seen the movie. So and of course I, like, you're going to want to see the movie. Of course I want to see the movie. Like they, Yeah, they it's like marketed Did you yeah. get to in children. trouble that's for that? Yeah, wrong. of course I did. They were very pissed off that I rented that movie. But, but they again, let you watch it anyway. I, they ended up letting me watch it reluctantly. Yeah, my mom was just getting over surgery. She had uh, some sort of thing in her wrists that were, was wrong, and she had this big surgery. I... Uh, my grandparents actually had uh, the original Batman, like yeah. in the puffy VHS, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, I I I'll still remember like the smell of it, you know. And then like uh, the VHS, there's such yeah. the sound and like the consistency of picking up a VHS and feeling the two reels wobble in there just a little bit. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I had this thing about the the um the texture on the top of the VHS, the part that flips. Okay. Yeah. So I would like rub that and then just like flip it a little <laughs> bit, just like because it just wow. felt so weird. I just like yow. Weird. It yeah. looks weird. It actually looks really way worse than it, it probably. Well, we've should. been getting a lot of my old VHS tapes out because my mom bought me one of those converters to upload it on upload like VHS. I can't even talk VHS tapes onto my computer. What does VHS stand for? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Can we guess? I'm going to guess. Uh, hmm. To the Googles. VHS. Okay. Video. So. I don't know. <laughs> keep, keep it going because I'm going to look this up right now. Video. I want to say like head but that I doesn't don't make know. sense 
I just keep thinking about VCR. <clears throat> VCR is video cassette recorder. I did know that. But VHS, that's... I had to borrow a VCR from a neighbor to get these onto my computer. Video home system. Oh. Hey, there you go. That's cool. This competed with Betamax, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it hit the United States the year my father graduated high school in 1977. Um, but Japan got it a, a a little bit under a year earlier, in uh, 76. That means they are their computers are. And they ran till like the early 90s, like 93 or 94, before they started slowing production down because DVD took over. Sure. Mm-hmm. DVD took over and until then 2006. HD took over and then Blu-ray took over that. HD DVD is the worst streaming. thing ever. And now it's all streaming. Yeah. Man, we've really evolved in the past few years. I don't know. Think Technology is pretty freaky, man. I mean, I love that I have access to anything i could ever fucking want to know essentially in Mm -hmm. in my pocket in my in my phone and i just use it to look at cake recipes that's fine (laughs) i don't know i remember living without a cell phone i think everyone should have to live without a cell phone 21 years of my life with no cell phone yeah i've only had a cell phone for nine years no you're addicted to it no no, i'm not i wish you'd stop saying that i feel like your brain functions differently when you have something like that correct right like it's not it doesn't like have problem solving because you right it forces you to be in the now yes you know and not sucked into your phone missing Mm. out on conversations or you know whatever I like that thing where people do this at dinner, where they make everybody have their phone flipped upside down mm-hmm. and the center of the table. Whoever turns it over has to pay the bill. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's brilliant. You know, like indulge in conversation. Mm-hmm. It's good. Conversation's easy. I like conversation because I do podcasting. It's just it's second nature. So I'm gonna ask this question to you now, kind of jumping back into it. What do you think about podcasting? Because now you're not so new. You've been doing this right at an hour, let's say. <laughs> so hours worth of um, podcasting experience. Hey, a podcast. How do you like it? An hour of podcast experience can change somebody's life, really. I mean, so I'm just curious. What do you think about this experience? Um, I think it's, I think it's great to get. This is just knowledge. I think it's, it, it's a dual-edged sword because. I mean. What I could be saying is complete bullshit, right? It could totally. be complete bullshit, right? Absolutely. And I guarantee like <coughs> a lot, maybe 70% of what people say is complete bullshit. So you're putting all that out there. And with AI right now, I don't really know. It could be it could be detrimental to human civilization. Podcasting. Giving them that kind of information. Okay. You know, because this is just information. And if you, you know, we're an algorithm that can like decode human or like English language and in whatever dialect, you know, I have, then you can know what I'm saying. And then if you had knowledge of the world, which you would if you're AI, because you have a supreme memory and you have none of the, the ill qualities of the human mind, like forgetfulness or you know, lack of focus or... You know. Totally. Um, yeah, they could really know a lot about us. Like, they could know a lot more about <laughs> us than... This conversation took a completely we, different turn than I thought. We know about us. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I wasn't expecting you to go there. <laughs> 
it's just really uh i had no but i love podcasting i think it's great (laughs) you said something about ai oh it's like no it's like basically literally (laughs) just told us next summer's major motion picture blockbuster like the AI, they're coming through our podcasts. They're gonna get us. They're well, no, they're not coming through the podcast. That Sophia AI thing that Jesse brought on. that right. up to us. Yeah. No, so okay, so I she could seen the video floating around. Sophia Facebook. is listening to what we are saying. Once you upload this, right now, she yeah. will take in this information. Hey, Sophia, and then shout out, girl. this is gonna be you know built into her mind. Weird. That she's crazy. gonna know. She's gonna know that and I know she has about citizenship. Her. Yeah, I also read there's an article that somebody posted. Hey guys, if I just like die like out of nowhere in the it next was totally couple Sophia. months, yeah. Let's stop talking about her right now. Skynet, <laughs> See okay? how scary this is. No, here, here's the crazy thing though is that I read an article that somebody posted that she was beheaded. Saudi Arabia beheads their only robot citizen. It wasn't real, obviously. Oh, it was right. a, it was a like a the onion or whatever yeah, shit. Yeah. But it was hilarious just because it was like so ludicrous, you know <laughs> that it that, that that could even be a headline, you know that there's a real AI that has citizenship. I think that's amazing. It's yeah. It's she the created her own uh, cryptocurrency. What? Yeah. Whoa. And no one can like there's barely you know there's only a few people on the planet that can write and understand computer programming to write uh like a blockchain algorithm and sophia has her own cryptocurrency already whoa that's fucked up see we are moving towards skynet this is all real i don't want to talk about it anymore (laughs) okay we don't have food and movies so let's (laughs) really important so just (laughs) Just learn about magnetics. We did. I'm saying we uh, we tangented away from <laughs> Justice League. We never really finished our review, so let's get back to that. Uh, I give it a B. <laughs> you did give it a B. I said B plus, but like uh, the movie has uh, the building of the team. I think they underutilized Aquaman a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jason. Mo- I was Jason Momoa. I was super mm-hmm. surprised at uh, Ray Fisher's character, Victor Stone, the cyborg. He was great. He I'm was so glad great. that he was more of a featured, uh, you know, character and not like just one of those background characters because they barely promoted him in this. Uh, in like the trailers the and stuff, yeah. yeah. And then like the return of Superman is cool, but then they had to use like 1.5 million dollars to. Uh, they had to use $1.5 million to remove his mustache because he was in another movie where he was contractually obligated to keep his mustache. Which I thought looked really weird because I kept thinking in the theater, it was like, why is Superman's face like all digital looking? It looks really strange to me. And then Nate said, oh, he had to do reshoots. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, there was a lot of reshoots that happened for Justice League when Joss Whedon came in and decided to finish up. There were some things he wanted to kind of better put together, so he decided to go that route. Uh, They create the team. Superman returns. He kicks the shit out of the team. Then he's a part of the team. And then they go and they, as a team, stop Steppenwolf. And they they take the mother boxes apart. And all is right with the world, and there's this cool moment. There was an Easter egg for the Green Lanterns, which was neat. Uh, solid B plus outing for DC, uh, but I some don't extra credit scene. <clears throat> I don't know that they will make another Justice League movie because this movie only made ninety six million dollars at the box office this weekend. It was projected at one twenty to one thirty, one hundred twenty to one hundred thirty million. It dropped all the way to ninety six. It did less than Thor did, mm-hmm. okay, 
and it barely beat Amazing Spider-Man 2's box office. And it also made $300 million to make Justice League. Wow. So they did not make their money back. Damn. They're in pain right now. That sucks. They didn't even make a third of their money back opening weekend. Well, they shouldn't spend $300 million making a movie then. Correct. <laughs> Correct. What is the, what is the point? If I, what? But the fucked up thing well, about movies is now is long-term make their money back because of international sales, international releases. Plus you have the DVD and Blu-ray release. You know. Yeah, $300 million, dollars, though. Come on. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So they have to make... And a million of it was spent getting rid of that dude's mustache. Yes. Yeah. A million dollars. You know what this is paying for? Nothing. It's paying for creeps to like... Be in Hollywood. Grab chicks. You know what's crazy? Get Brett, away with it. Brett Ratner, he directed some of the X-Men movies. He His production company, Rat Pack, was a part of the Justice League movie. It'll be the last time you see his company on anything. Gal Gadot said she would refuse to do Wonder Woman 2 if Brett Ratner was still involved. Oh, wow. Yeah, I heard about and that, actually. he has since been removed. That's the they, man that Ellen Page was uh, writing her essay about. Yes, and that was awful to read about as well. That was sad, yeah. Uh but, uh, you know, uh, this has been a really awesome episode of Foodies Watching Movies. I don't know what else you want to talk about today, V, if there's anything really off the cuff that you want to get down into. Uh, totally just dropped the mic. That was crazy. <laughs> Not in the good way. <laughs> no, I think we covered about what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, tomorrow, folks, is Thanksgiving. And we just want to say from the Journey into Comics Network, from us at Foodies Watching Movies, have a happy and safe Thanksgiving with your family. Gobble, gobble. Enjoy that turkey. Maybe when we come back, we'll come up with some creative recipes for leftovers. Mm. Who knows what we'll I have yeah. some good ones. Yeah, yeah we'll, Jesse, we'll bring them to the table. Come back Jesse, and, uh, we would love to have you back. It's been awesome having you on the podcast. Yeah, thanks today. for being a part of Foodies. Thanks Watch for movies. inviting me. Yeah, man. So, and, uh, you know, get your Trypto fan. Yes, get it ready. It's time get to go it. to sleep. Yeah, get it. Get comas. that trypto fan. <laughs> turkey comas. Turkey away. comas. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite way to cook a turkey? My favorite way to cook a turkey. Yeah. Wow. We always swear by just putting it in a bag. Putting what it kind in of an bag? Oven bag. Okay, but do you do any preparation? <laughs> an oven bag. Okay. <laughs> I don't usually make the turkeys. I've only made a turkey once. I helped make a deep fried turkey once. I'll never do that again. Nothing bad happened, but actually, that one was really good. Um, Jake's mom, mm-hmm. Jesse, you know Bonnie. what I'm talking about. Bonnie, shout out to Bonnie. She shout made out. a Cajun turkey one year with like a food injector, and she injected Cajun seasonings into the she's, turkey. She's a genius. I was just about to say, uh, turkeys are always better with butter. Yeah, yeah, and then you put like a stick of butter like under the skin. Yeah, I just inject it with butter. Yeah. Okay, so like a, and then they deep fried it, and it was very good. It didn't explode. No, nothing terrible happened. That's great. I was surprised. Nothing terrible happened, but that one was good. My mom always just makes it with a fuck ton of butter, and herbs, and then puts yeah. it in the oven bag. Roast. Jesse, how do you do your turkeys? Um, You're a chef. You know what's up. Different, dude. You know, I like to do different stuff. Okay, so what's your favorite preparation of uh, favorite. of a of a Thanksgiving turkey? Hmm. Honestly, the classic, the the traditional method, just roasting it. Do you cook it with the stuffing inside of it? Do you no, take all the that's shit bad out of for it? you. You you're not supposed just to, to cook. infuse it with flavors, like put onions and. Like, oh shit yeah, inside definitely of it. put like. 
definitely put garlic and onions and shallots and pour a bottle of wine in that motherfucker. And then see what I do. Inject it with butter. (coughs) Rub some herbs on it. Injecting with butter. That's interesting. See, my methodology for cooking the turkey has always been like, you know, clear the middle out all the way. You chop up a whole onion, chop up three whole peppers, different color, whatever color variation you want. That way it's a little more festive looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Pick some other stuff, garlic, like you said, your different salts and peppers and stuff. Stick a butter in the middle of the bird. Stick a butter under each wing. Mm -hmm. And then a stick of butter in the top skin. And you just bake the fuck out of that for like four to six hours. Depending on the weight. And what you want it to do when it's done, you should literally just have turkey meat. It should fall off the bone. Right. And not be on the bone anymore. And you should not have to carve a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Take the bones out and have a nice night. Enjoy your turkey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard the best way to carve a turkey is just old school with an electric knife, with an electric carver. I actually I have a really nice knife. So and you have chef knives. Not everybody has that. A knife. He has a chef knife tattoo. He does have a chef knife tattoo. What is other than, other than your job? Was there like a momentous moment that inspired you to get that tattoo? Or. Um. No, not really. Me and my one of my gr- ex girlfriends were uh, just getting tattoos. She, she wanted to get a tattoo, so I'm like, I'll get a tattoo. <laughs> what kind of tattoo should I get? And I just came up with that because I'm like, it's a important thing to me, and it's, it's like a, a tool, important part you know? of your history too. Yeah, well, That's now, like a, yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> a solid yeah. memory. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to do like a full sleeve of chefy type stuff. Yeah, with like, uh, like onion and some asparagus and like <laughs> just like a tomato here it actually kind of be awesome i don't think i've ever seen a uh, food sleeve i've seen some fancy food tattoos. i've seen many food sleeves being in the industry mm-hmm. I, I, that makes sense okay yeah you should take that back but it's uh you know it's my grandparents weren't pleased ah uh, they're I traditional they, i i don't know i think they think so it's like a religion thing, you know, like yeah. once you mark your body. then Yeah. Oh, I guess I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of tattoos. Maybe it's like Catholic or something like that. I'm not. No, because don't Catholic priests have tattoos and stuff? Like I that? don't know. I'm not religious. Oh. That's a good movie. Reg- religious. Religious with Bill, Bill Maher. Maher. Yeah. yeah. Bill Maher, interesting. Yeah. Makes you fucking say. think a whole lot. And that's I do what like, I like watching Real Time with Bill Maher because sure. he has like you know, a Republican and a conservative mm-hmm. and like someone in the middle there. So there's like actual debate and conversation. It's not all just bias shit. I think you meant a Republican and a Democrat. You said a Republican and a conservative. It's the exact oh, same thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm really <laughs> okay. tired. We had a really well, long day today. A lot of driving. Yeah, driving is life. Yeah. The life party the system's stupid. Yeah, it sure it is. is. But <laughs> this is not the poor rapport. We don't have to get into that on this podcast today. Right. Anyways, Jesse, thank you so much again for being on the show today. I'll get into the network plugs real quick before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. As always, you can listen to Foodies Watching Movies on all the different podcasting platforms. Just go to whatever your podcasting platform is, whether it's iTunes, Google Play mu- Music, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, Overcast, Downcast, Podchaser, whatever it happens to be. Search Journey Into Comics Network. You can go through there every other Wednesday. You'll find a new episode of Foodies Watching Movies. You can get us on all the different social media sites, whether it's Facebook at Foodies Watching Movies, Twitter at Film Foodies, or Instagram at Foodies Watching Movies. If that's going to do it for this week, 
of Foodies Watching Movies. This is episode six of season two. I have been Nate. I'm Veronica. I'm Jesse. Thank you again so much for being on, man. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Ciao.